you know, gotta pump my beats a little bit. <laughs> well, it's been um, over a year, I think, since we did, uh, almost a year since we did uh, the last episode. And uh, I welcome you guys. This is 23 Pills. This is the the uh, podcast about pharmacy school and the lives of the students who endure it every day. Today, I have got with me some fine folk, my classmates, my, my friends. We've got Derek or uh, Wheeze. We've got Paige. And we've got Tanner, and Paige and Tanner are siblings, and they, uh, you're not twins, right? No, not twins. I think we just talked about that. that actually, they look a lot alike, though. Do they? Yeah. You get that quite a bit. Yeah. But she's definitely a lot smarter than I am, so. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about that on the way over. I was like, okay, in terms of grade point averages, it's probably top nine, you know, top 10%, and then bottom 10% and then you guys are probably in the middle. A little diversity. You'd have to fight it out a little bit between you two. I don't know. Same page as top 10%. Oh yeah, definitely. Probably like top 5% as well. Yeah, probably. Top no. top one. She's <laughs> the percent. <laughs> I don't think that's She true. defines the percent. Well, um what we're going to we're going to talk about some stuff today. We're going to talk about cuz we haven't done this for a long time. And um we got through second year of pharmacy school at the U which is arguably the hardest year of the four. And uh, we're all still here, still kicking. We just started, well, not just started. We've been in third year for a little bit. And uh, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about everything that second year brought because it brought some, some good times and some bad times for sure. Mostly fun times though, right? I mean, mm. depends on who you ask. <laughs> depends how you define fun. <laughs> so we'll get into it. But first... We're gonna play a little game. It's uh, it's our favorite game. Um, I just can't remember what the name was called. It was like rapid. Oh, rapid fire five. That's what I was calling it. Yeah. I was not prepared for this, so this is coming off the top of the head. I know you're not. Yeah. What are the rules? I'll tell you in one second. Let me pull the website up. I'm assuming it's rapid fire with five questions. Yeah. So. Uh, we're going to do five questions. They're random questions about any sort of topic. So what we'll do is I will read the question, answer the question, and then each of us will answer the question. And uh, we'll just see what comes out. And if you don't like the question, feel free to say pass. And, it, 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 you know, we'll just we'll just go for it. So ready? So yeah. is it basically like trivia, like pop quiz, like a type thing? No, just like whatever. I don't even know what's going to come out. Let's see. I will plead the fifth if any of this will incriminate me. You, do you even know what the Fifth Amendment says? Yeah, I, what I just said. Right to bear arms, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to self-incriminate. Good. Okay, here we go. Big um, amendment guy. What recent experience made you feel old? Oh, wow. Oh, um, and so the point of this is to be really fast, too. Um, uh, one of the girls at my wife's work, one of the MAs, told her... Um, do you know what chuggy means? <laughs> yes. No. Wow. Okay. You just defined. You just outed yourself as Gen Z right there. And my wife said she's like, "Do you know what that means?" I'm like, "Chuggy? No. I don't. How do you even spell it?" So that made me feel really old. What well, doesn't mean? It means like super lame and outdated. Chuggy. You right there, dude. Chuggy. Pull the pull the mic oh, closer sorry. to you. Chuggy. We'll cut that part out. Chu. 
you can you can rotate it as like you can lay back and and rotate the whole thing as far as closest to you as you want. So we like all doing yeah. rapid fire with it, or is it like one person takes it and then the next one takes the money? Um, so so here we'll do we'll, we'll redo that part. No problem. We'll do four. We'll each take one question. Oh, I was just gonna so, say. So I'll I'll read the question and uh and then you guys you guys can answer it. So I'll do mine first and then go around. Okay, so Rapid Fire 5, uh, I use the, the wonderful website, randomquestiongenerator.com, still waiting to be uh, sponsored by them, not going to happen, but um, yeah, so four random questions, I, I'll read the question, the first one, I'll answer it, I'll read the next one, and you'll go around the table, we'll see what comes out, so first question, what's uh, your plan for surviving a zombie invasion? Jeez, I've watched enough zombie movies that I should probably know this by now, um, I would probably find a nice penthouse, like a tall, you know, in a tall skyscraper, a nice penthouse, and uh, just just stock up and, and live life, you know? You ever seen World War Z where they, like, stack on top of their own bodies? Yeah, dude. Climb up the... T- yeah, you're done. That's, that can't happen. <laughs> you need to go to Mars, bro. Not in my penthouse. Call Jeff Bezos, dude. Get to Mars. We just talked about, about that. that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. Us, We're go like, we got to be up on our political thing. Yeah. Jeff Bezos I didn't even know that. There. Yeah. Well, maybe my plan's not very good. All right. Well, I mean, I feel like definitely I'd probably take the Derek approach to this and just say life's over and just be like, how do I even want to survive, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> whatever happens, to whatever, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, just <laughs> having to the never give up mentality, man. Just giving in to the zombies. Anyways, next okay, question. Next question. Uh, this is for Derek. What was the last thing that truly disappointed you? Wow. That's a little heavy. Um, <laughs> Can't say page on this one, dude. <laughs> I'm a big golfer, so probably when I went out and fired, fired a 92, that was pretty disappointing. I was really sad about for that. The, for the non-golfers out there, what does that mean? It's a 92. Because if I got a test score of a 92, yeah. I'd be so happy. <laughs> yeah, good score. So it doesn't equate then? Normal par is anywhere from 70 to 72, and you're trying to be at that or below. So I was like 20 over what you want to be at, which is a bad score. So Sounds I was like pretty sad. a couple sad. bogeys there, dude. Yeah. A couple bogeys. More like yeah. a couple doubles and triples. But <laughs> hey, my last round out, I shot a 78. So in case anybody's listening, follows, knows golf, that's a pretty good score. So. Well, if my uh, academic scores mirrored golf scores rules, I'd be sitting pretty good. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Paige, um, can you describe your personal style? Oh. <laughs> do I have one? Or do, you want a, or do you want a new question? My personal style is mostly what my little sister buys, and I just steal. <laughs> Slash Lana Del Rey. Oh, yeah, I, I do love Lana Del Rey and wish I Is that was the girl that, like her? that's the lady that when she sings, she sounds like she's in like a tunnel. Right, all the time. Yeah, her songs are kind of. She records her albums in like depressing sewer pipes. And dark. Kind of depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but she's really cool. Kind of hippie. Okay. I like also, it. Also, there's that one time that that one chick asked you if you were in Korea before or whatever. That's right? true. Tanner, the folks can't hear you. You're going to have to pull your mic closer to your mouth, bro. I'm sorry, guys. Can you hear me now? Now we can hear your sultry voice. Do you want me to repeat that or. <laughs> <Probably not>. hey, <laughs> just, <laughs> you just need to go full Borat and just put that mic right in your mouth. Yeah. Blow everybody's ears off. Okay, Tanner, what's something in your fridge right now that should probably be thrown out? Probably thrown out. Well, if you guys know anything about me, I still live at home with the parents, so I do know that. I uh, don't really uh, pay attention to what's stocked up in the fridge because that's what the mom does, you know. But. 
I'm sure Paige probably has some kimchi cucumbers in there that I would not be uh, <laughs> eating you anytime touch. soon. So Boy. <laughs> I'd say something like that. Kimchi. I've never tried kimchi, but kimchi I, I don't cucumbers know. are I the got, best. I got some at my house right now. If you wanted to go try some after this, yeah, we might have to try some. Cool. Well, where here we go. Sound, do the sound, sound effect, effect fail. Do the sound effects on Sound here. effect fail. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. There we go. There, there's there's another another fine episode of of uh, Rapid Fire Five or Four, I guess in this four case. In this case. Yeah. Just call us the Fab Four. You know. Um. Okay. So when did we start second year? About that was uh, seven years ago, I think. Is what it seems like. What it feels 2019. Like. Fall 2019. Yeah, second fall. year. Yeah. 2020. 2020. No, 2020. yeah, 2020. <laughs> yeah. Actually started Fall 2020. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so second year. So I say second year is arguably the hardest year of a pharmacy program because of one class. Well, mostly because of one class and everything that brings with it. Everything's just stacked on top of that one class. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about therapeutics, okay? Now, therapeutics is like your meat and potatoes of pharmacy school. It's where you learn, you know, you go by module, you go by health system, by body system, and you learn the drugs that treat everything that can go wrong with your ugly, gross body. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it was, um, it was tough. And like Paige said, it, because everything's stacked on top of each other. So, you know... I never personally felt like I had time to really sit down and study like something really well because it was always, I just have what I have of time and on to the next assignment that's due, you know? Well, I mean, you definitely had it different than the three of us as well because you're going home and having to take care of kids and a wife and all that while we just go home and... My wife takes care of me. Yeah, I do, yeah. I don't don't do anything for my wife. I'm a strong, independent man who takes care of myself. There you go. (laughs) Except for we had it different. We weren't going home. We had to do school at home. That's, That's true. true. Yeah. So yeah. that also added to it. <laughs> yeah, school, for everybody that wasn't uh, for sure where school was 100% all online last year, which added a new challenge on top of the already challenging year. So everybody was adjusting to Zoom, mm-hmm. figuring out how to do online assignments, taking tests at home because that, that was a challenge as well. So it just added another level of comp- complexity to the already difficult year. Yeah, seriously. I didn't even know what Zoom was until... I mean, either I had bought a ton of stocks in it, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I know. I missed the opportunity on that one. Mm -hmm. I heard that, like, the uh, biggest purchase in technology last year was those circle lights, just because Zoom became such a huge thing, and people wanted to uh, look pretty for their cameras, you know? Yeah. That Uh and TikTok. And TikTok. Oh, yeah. (laughs) TikTok blew up. (laughs) Yep. Um, Yeah, so it was... It started off challenging, uh, but then it got more challenging once COVID hit. And then uh, just kind of, you know, snowballed from there. I remember so many times coming home, um, you know, right when we first started before COVID. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, it's 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 hard, but, it, but I can do it. I got this. And then that attitude just <laughs> gradually <laughs> declined yeah. up until uh, the last bit when it was pretty much no morale at all. <laughs> Um, yeah, for those, you know, if you can't tell already, this might be a little more of a depressing episode <laughs> than our past ones. We'll try to lighten it up a little bit because that's important. 
There's some silver linings in there somewhere. But, I know, you know. we got to find them. <clears throat> okay, so we'll just go around. What What are some highlights of second year for you guys, either good or bad? I can start. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's a free open open mic. I'll so. go first. Yeah. Um, I would say up until this this year, um, I've had to take a lot of classes that aren't super interesting to me. And even though therapeutics was just so difficult, it really was what I have been like leading up to. It was like what what I'm going to be doing with my life and all the things that I find interesting, even though it was hard. It, it was, it was very cool. It was a good class. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely piggyback off of Paige. That, that's exactly what I was thinking as well. Like you finally start to learn about all things pharmacy, like you start to learn about drugs, you know, how mechanism of action, dosages, what disease state they affect. And so it's like, it was cool because like first year it was like, you know, just kind of basic like biochemistry, immunology. So it was more broad and basic, not a lot, whole lot of pharmacy direct material but this this therapeutics class is like finally starting to get into like everything pharmacy so even though it was like Paige said super hard like it was cool to finally start to you know know what the heck you were talking about and what you're going to school for yeah and now you can like apply your knowledge working in a pharmacy I am able to counsel patients now because I know what these drugs are doing what their side effects are like how they're going to react to it it's it's been it's been nice I agree Definitely. I mean, switching from year one to year two, like Derek was saying, I mean, it's year one, you're feeling like you're just basically going through undergrad classes again. Uh, I mean, they're obviously hard classes and, and they're good for you to know, but they don't feel pharmacy, you know? Yeah. But once you get into your second year, you actually feel like you're a pharmacy student. And it was tough. It was a long, long year, but I mean, you start to feel like you fit in a little bit more once you get into second year. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. <clears throat> I'd agree with all of that. Um, although I will say, I still feel like I know nothing sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's like drinking from a fire hose. Like you get a ton thrown at you, but you're only able to truly swallow a certain amount of it. So, um, I don't know. I talk to a lot of pharmacists at work. I work at a um, big hospital here in Utah at the Intermountain Hospital. It's the second biggest in the state, and I talk to a lot of pharmacists there. And they all say that when you come out of school, like you're going to be have all a ton of this classroom work knowledge, but you're not going to really know how to apply it. And you're not even going to remember everything. But like once you get on rotations, um, that's where you're really going to start to be able to apply all of this knowledge that you've learned. So I think it's a common feeling between all of us that like we've learned a lot, but we've also like forgotten a lot and we don't know a lot. But I think the, the time of like being able to apply that is coming soon, too. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um. I remember, uh, I remember sitting in certain modules and feeling like some of them connected a, a lot better with me than others. Did you guys ever feel that way? Definitely. Was there like a, any one particular that you were like, Man, I love this stuff or, or I, I don't get this at all, I don't care, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, it was a weird module because it wasn't one that I had particularly like been looking forward to, you know, or that I thought I was going to enjoy that much, but the like one of the last modules of the first semester was diabetes and all that care. And for some reason, all that stuff just clicked with me and it just made sense to me. And it was really nice because it was coming right after the cardiology unit, which was like the longest unit of the first semester. And it just kicked my butt, right? And switching from that into diabetes and just like having it kind of like click for me, that kind of just like 
renewed my hope for the second semester, you know? Yeah. Just being able to understand someone at least. Yeah. It was really nice. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of liked cardio. <laughs> I <laughs> love cardio. It was, it was a lot hard. of guidelines, and it was like, oh, yeah, I can I can remember this step, and then this step, and then this step. But I would say my favorite module was probably the mental health one, just because that's something I've always been interested in. Even though it wasn't my best grades, it was it was so cool, and I don't know. It just clicked with me. Nice. You're, you're probably, I don't know, I would say you're in the minority on that one. Yeah, I would not. I would not say that for myself. Well, I didn't. All. I didn't do great in it. It wasn't my best <laughs> one, but it was interesting to me. In terms of interest level, yeah. that was your highest. I mean, like that mixed in with like the neuro and all those classes. Those were all pretty interesting to me as well mm-hmm. too. I liked them. That was probably my favorite because um, we. I don't know if you guys know knew this, but me and my wife lived with her grandpa when we first got married up until. Mm-hmm. pretty much about a year ago and uh he passed away from alzheimer's last not not uh 2020 january yeah mm-hmm. and uh anyway so once he started to go downhill we started to help him out a whole lot more and so my wife ultimately was doing all of his meds and so i remember he had like memantine and he had you know when he was going crazy we had to hit him with some ativan and stuff. And so uh, once we started, like, the Alzheimer and neuro unit, that really connected with me because I more, – more on, like, a guilt level because I'm like, I wish this would have come, like, a year ago because then I would have known and we could have – I mean, it not that it would have mattered, but when it's your time, it's your time, man. That, that's actually you how know. Tanner and I's grandpa passed away too. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. And it was – it's a long, pretty horrible disease. So yeah, it was – it was – it was very interesting to listen to all the drugs and how they're working and be like, yeah, he, he was on that. That makes sense. And yeah. You kind of connect like the symptoms mm-hmm. and, and the pathophys and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody's looking to try and like see what Alzheimer's like, the movie The Father, if you guys have ever seen that, it's just like a story about that. And it's just one of the most depressing things to watch because it really is just, they just start losing their mind and it's just a hard thing. So, I mean, like you said, learning about that stuff and learning how to help that. I mean, is it called the father? The father, yeah. It's got a what's his guy? Uh, the guy from Science of the Lamps, Hopkins. Oh, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, oh, he's wow. in it. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a that'd be a good one. Oh it's yeah, pretty good. Twenty twenty. Oh wow, it's yeah, really it's new. Pretty recent. Mm-hmm. Watch on Amazon Prime. Like, it's very depressing. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not ready for that. Depressing disease. <laughs> You know, that's the topic of this of this episode, so it's all good. <laughs> it's the it's the status. Um, did you say? Your, did you have a favorite? No, I didn't. Uh, well, I didn't say you anything did, yet. Oh, <laughs> I, I, wow! Just nothing. I hated it all. I just hated every bit up. of it. Absolutely nothing. Uh, I can't really pinpoint one disease state or one module for, that I would say was my favorite. I actually, I don't know. I mean, you kind of just make your way through it all. It's just interesting because I think. I think our very first section was like kidneys, wasn't it? Like mm-hmm. kidney function yeah. and renal, and, renal yeah. and you know creatinine clearance and all that kind of stuff. So I know we started there and then just made our way through the whole body, and it was just kind of cool to see the progression of like everything and just I don't know realizing that we're we're like not this very big you know animal or organism, but there's just so much going on. It's just kind of crazy to like take a step back and think about like all of the like you said the pathophys that we've learned and all the Medchem and everything just for all these different disease states was pretty incredible to me. So yeah, I didn't really have one section in particular. I just it was just kind of cool to like learn about everything. Yeah, for real, that was probably one of the cooler parts. Like starting off, 
um, we started off with like learning about the CNS and all that as well. And it's just like the different signalings and different pathways, right? Mm -hmm. And then renal and then did cardio and stuff like that after, but like all that stuff compounded on each other. And then it goes into other things as well. And you have to remember like creatinine and clearance and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And you have to remember about blood pressure and all that stuff yeah. for other things too. So it's really cool just going starting off with something small and then you just keep on building it builds up and you, everything that you learned before um ends up impacting what you learn later yeah. oh yeah cool. the yeah. amount of times we still hear about alpha and beta receptors uh -huh. oh my mm -hmm. gosh and that <laughs> yeah. was one of the first sections yeah and i mean when you get into infectious disease when you're talking about like antibiotic dosing and that's like a big thing when you got to check like renal function so I mean, we, like I said, we learned about that right away. And then it's like, oh, here it's rearing its head again when we get to infectious disease, learning about treating different infections. So, yeah, it all it all keeps coming. That's honestly what kind of screwed me up the most, though, is there's so many little bits and pieces that you have to remember. Like, you know, oh, you're, you're using this drug. Like we just talked about it, using beta blockers to treat what like esophageal varices was it or yeah. like yeah, yeah. and it's like yeah yeah and it's like that's not even you know that's it's it's related but not really like it's like it's a, a you know secondary use but then you have to remember like oh what's their creatinine clearance how's their how's their liver function like mm -hmm. i just you know i missed one of the questions on the last test it was like oh this person has cirrhosis or the, you know quiz like they have the cirrhosis and so um and it was asking about uh, you know, it gave all the things. It's like this person has cirrhosis. They, their liver functions this. Their ASTL ALTs are this. Um, they're taking Wellbutrin, and you know what? Th this is their dose. What should you do with their Wellbutrin? And I was like, what are you Well, they're well controlled. Just leave it. But yeah, I was <laughs> like, what, why is this even? This isn't even about it. It's about cirrhosis. And then, you know, after talking to the instructor, she was like, Oh yeah, they their liver is not working. Mm -hmm. So as a pharmacist, you should know. Anytime someone's liver is not working, doesn't matter what you're dosing, you're probably going to change it because their liver's not working right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, once yeah. again, I think I know <laughs> what I'm so. doing three years later and I still know nothing. So yeah. uh -huh. that's a good example of, you know, don't don't get cocky because uh, <laughs> uh, no. it'll bite you in the butt. You'll get yeah. humbled real yeah. quick. It's yeah. be hard to get cocky. <laughs> yeah, I agree. At work, I'm con constantly humbled like the entire shift. So. Real, you may like get good grades, but then you go yeah. into actual work. You're like, oh crap! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For all you people, Paige, that uh, just coasted through life with like a four point <laughs> ten GPA, you know, you still might be able to do that in pharmacy school, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be a good pharmacist. So true. Um, it might not be. <laughs> so that's not saying that you're not going to be a good pharmacist. <laughs> <laughs> that that brings up a good point from uh, all our experience so far. In your guys' opinion, what do you think makes a good pharmacist at this point? Um, or just some just some traits that you know you, you want to try to develop as a good pharmacist. I mean, I've worked at one pharmacy uh, the majority of my time, right? That I've I've been in pharmacy, and so it's always been with just two pharmacists as well. One of which is my dad. <laughs> nice. Um, but I mean, just. Watching them, obviously having a knowledge of everything that's happening with uh, medications and with patients, right? Being able to uh, spot problems and uh, counsel patients, right, is important. But a lot of the times what I think is probably one of the bigger uh, um, uh, 
characteristics that they need is just like that empathy, you know? I mean, uh, as we know, we all probably got into this business, I mean, money, <laughs> but also, you know, because I have, I have enough money. No, I, <laughs> I don't need money. Yeah. It's never no. a factor for me. But also because we wanted to help people, right? I mean, maybe we didn't want to see the blood and stuff that you go through with like doctors and surgeons and all that crap, right? But uh, we wanted to be there on the front lines helping people as well, you know? And so just being in a pharmacy for the last five, six years, I started off wanting to help people, you know, but then going in each week and like having the same people come in and some of them just being, you know, frustrating and annoying or getting upset with me and all that. It's easy to lose the, the that sight, you know, just to, want to help people and to be empathetic but i mean whenever i look at the two pharmacists that i work with and see how good they are it's always them taking the time to go and help out the patients and just really like walk them through things and i feel like that's probably one of the biggest characteristics that you need as a pharmacist is just to remember that you're helping people and they are just as scared and and don't know what's going on with what they're getting you know and and it may be simple to us like oh just like a simple side effect you might get an upset stomach but i mean they're not going to know that and they they're going to you because they want to learn those things yeah so just taking your time and, and helping people out being patient centered yeah i agree um i talked to a pharmacist yesterday at a job interview cross nice. fingers i get it um she she actually said it was two of them um they, they've said something I've never heard come out of a pharmacist's mouth before, personally. Um, I just asked them why they liked working where they where they did at this particular place. And um, she said, um, she's like, you know all that stuff that you learn in, in pharmacy school and they tell you you're going to be able to do as a pharmacist or that you should do? Um, she said, I, I feel like I actually do that every day and I'm working at the top of my license. Um, and it was... It was a community setting, you know, like a clinic setting. Um, and she said, I never feel like we are so busy that I can't take a good amount of time to actually talk to a patient and about what's going on and counsel them and really just like talk to them. She's like, I never felt that we're so busy that I can't do that. And that like blew me away, especially in that type of setting. I was like, I've never heard that come out of a pharmacist's mouth before because in that type of setting, you know, I'm sure you guys have seen oh, yeah. pharmacists or no, we just, it's just numbers, numbers game, pump them out. We've got, you know, you know, the, the higher up administrators breathing down our necks, trying to get us our numbers, our quotas every day. So like, we don't care, you know, they're short with patients and all this stuff. Not, not all of them, but that's just kind of the general vibe. So it just really surprised me uh, to hear that from, uh, from a pharmacist and it was super cool. Yeah. A good pharmacist is one that I think will take that time to talk to a patient. And if they don't know the answer, they will take that time to look up the answer and figure it out for them. Because, like, we're not going to remember everything. There's no way. Like, no. No, uh, one, of our, one of our professors said to me once, and this always makes me laugh, but he's like, a pharmacist will forget more about drugs than a doctor ever, ever will even learn. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, obviously, we're not going to remember. This was a fire hose of information. But we, we have all the tools and we know how to interpret things about drugs and we know how to like recall things about drugs. And a, a good pharmacist will just take that time to figure out anything that this patient needs to know and help that patient along. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. I was going to say something similar. So uh, 
contrary to what these guys have just talked about in the hospital, uh, the pharmacist usually never even goes face to face with the patients that they're interacting with. So it's a totally different dynamic. Um, they're pretty much just looking at their charge, mo monitoring labs, you know, conversing with doctors about, you know, what kind of regimens they want to carry out. So they actually don't even, even visit or talk to the patients. Um, so it's kind of a different perspective, but um, yeah, for, I feel like in the hospital for like a good pharmacist, I think it's um, very similar to what Paige said. Like a lot of times doctors will call, the pharmacist nurses will call for advice and they obviously know like a ton off the top of their head, but there are times where, you know, it's like an, a new, new drug or a drug they're unfamiliar with. And so they got to, you got to be on top of like your resources. That's what a lot of pharmacists tell me too at work is you got to know how to look stuff up. You got to be familiar with reading literature. You got to be able to interpret guidelines um, and just staying on top of everything too. Cause I mean, every, not every year, but like in a lot of disease states, every couple of years, new guidelines are coming out. So you got to be, got to be on top of that, especially in the hospital setting for like heart failure and all those, like the gu guidelines are constantly changing. So just like staying up to date with everything is really important too. That's true. And there's a lot of guidelines to stay yeah. up to date with. Especially in, like I said, in the hospital, I think that's, um, you see that a ton. Yeah. Mm -hmm. New drugs too. Like uh, yesterday, we started the <coughs> oncology module, the first one, and it was just kind of an intro. And um, she brought up a, a statistic, like a graph that said, I think it was 2019, correct me if I'm wrong, but 27 new drugs, mm -hmm. cancer treatment drugs came out in 2019. Just yeah. one year, 27 drugs. Like, I, I, I sat there and I'm like, what? <laughs> so, We've had modules where there's only been 27 drugs. Yeah, like, like. There's only 27 drugs to treat one thing or less, you know, and it's just like you, how do you, how do you stay up to date on that stuff? And, and, you know, and like Paige said, you, you don't, you don't memorize it all. You look it up, yeah. you look it up. That's why we have LexiComp and mm -hmm. Micromedics and all these resources, because uh, no matter what you think your memory is, you could have a steel <laughs> trap memory, you know, and uh, it's, it's, it really doesn't matter in this field. Um, like, I, yeah, I so. thought coming into pharmacy school, I had a good memory, and I mean, I, I like uh, I like Jeopardy too, so I like play with Paige and Tanner sometimes. So we watch Jeopardy, and I thought I thought I had a good memory, and I remember a lot of stuff. And then I got to pharmacy school, and I realized that my memory is not as good as I thought it was, uh, <laughs> and or there's just a stupid amount of information. But maybe if my brain w was a <clears throat> computer, and I could just download all the information, it'd be a little better. But uh, fortunately, we're biological, so that's not not going to work, but yeah, there's just so much stuff to remember. It's, it's difficult. And just being able to use those resources, like Tyler said, I think at the hospital pharmacist, they have a LexiComp tab pulled up to them, like constantly. They're always looking at LexiComp. Hey, yeah. Doctors will call like, can I push these two drugs together? And they're like, oh, let me look. Have it on LexiComp, check for drug interactions. Yes, no. So yeah, just being able to be being comfortable with those is really important too. Well, that's the thing too, is like, no one's going to get mad at that pharmacist for like no. well, you didn't you didn't know that off the top of yeah. your head like if i'm a patient getting a med i would much rather have my pharmacist be like yeah. i don't know let me look that up yeah. rather than be like um should be okay yeah you know go yeah. ahead go ahead sure. and take grapefruit with you know this or that or whatever um go ahead and eat, eat, eat just just go ham on kale <laughs> on your kale salads while you're taking your warfarin you know what i mean well that's what my project's on this third year so i'll let you know if that's a good thing or not eating a lot of kale well, yeah, it's about like vitamin K intake while mm -hmm. taking warfarin. So, did you start taking warfarin? I did not, oh. but I do eat a lot of kale. I think if you want to get the best research, you should probably just start warfarin. Just start warfarin. That's my recommendation happens. to you. Yeah. First person data, right there. 
yeah. That's yeah. perfect. Primary evidence. Uh-huh. I will say That's none of this is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not taking medications and prescribed. I will say um, there was a class stacked on top of therapeutics called drug literature, which oh. wasn't. You just had to fun, go there. It wasn't a fun class. It's not one that I liked, I will say. But it did help me learn how to read studies. And it yeah. will probably yep. help quite a bit down the road. Yep. As much as I'd like to disagree, that is 100% true. It was. For me, that was the most cha- that was more challenging than therapeutics. Oh, for sure. Like I, I, I could sit down and study therapeutics for hours, no problem. But drug literature just came very difficult for me. Um, so background, in case yeah, let's any, tell yeah, the second any, year is yeah. coming into this right now. What is what is drug lit? Yeah. So if any, if you're not familiar, haven't heard or haven't read about it, so drug literature is a class where it's introducing you to basically like primary literature. So it's randomized control trials, case control studies, like all of that kind of stuff that um, like researchers are carrying out, like for, you know, very basic research or getting like, you know, raw data from and then writing papers about it. So um, the point of the class is to just become familiar with all the different kinds of um, studies that can be conducted and how to read a paper and interpret the, the data that you're reading or interpret the information that you're reading so that, um, you can make like this clinical decisions based off of that data. So it just inter- introduces you to like that kind of material. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't fun. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have a controversial opinion with the rest of the room, but I actually really That's okay. enjoyed that class. I mean, uh, like you guys were talking about, I mean, going out and working in the field, uh, you're not going to know a lot of things, right? Or things are going to start coming up more and more, right? And you, you're going to have to learn about that. Um, going back into the first year, there's another class called um, – Drug, drug info, drug info that kind of led into drug lit as well. It's like the baby brother. Exactly, of, it's of like lit. what's teaching you how to use Lexicomp and teaching you how to like search, search pub, up pub drugs. Med. Exactly, trying to figure out stuff like that. And so obviously, like we were saying, you're going to be able to, or going to need to know how to like look things up when you're out there. So that class was very important for that. But like Paige was saying, I mean, drug lit, I thought was awesome because I mean, undergrad, all that stuff. I'd read research papers and stuff like that. I had no idea what I was looking at. I had no idea what I was trying to look for. I would read through all the numbers and all that crap, and it would just, like, throw me off, and I'd just be like, I don't want to read this, right? But, I mean, going through all the different types of studies, learning how to look for things, how to look for bias, how to look for um, what these people are trying to do and trying to uh, figure out if what how, or how they're going about it with their statistical analysis and and stuff and all of that, if that's proper or not, it, it clicked with me. And I really liked that class because now I feel like I can read something and actually understand what I'm looking at, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I really enjoyed it. And I think uh, I was going to bring up that other point with Tanner. I didn't realize he felt so strongly about drug literature. So you, <laughs> yeah. you, got, a, you got a good first-person opinion here. Well, that's but, how you really feel. <laughs> well, I was just going to say that, like, it, it, although it is, like, an extremely difficult class, like, it definitely is, like, some people's jam, you know? Like, a lot of people, like, really enjoyed that, like, nitty-gritty, like, right-on-the-ground research, you know, not kind of, like, you're, you're, like, displaced from the, you know, provider-to-patient face. It's, like, more just doing, like, you know, hardcore research. So a lot of people really enjoy that, and, and Tanner got, you know, it sounds like he really enjoyed that. I, I'm kind of more towards Paige. I did, it wasn't my favorite class. It came a little more difficult for me. I, I feel like I had to really work hard for it. But I've talked to a lot of pharmacists, and they all say that 
they say similar things like they didn't really enjoy the class. It was really hard, but at the end of the day, it's probably like one of the most important skills that they learned in pharmacy school. Mm-hmm. And like we were talking about earlier, like guidelines are always changing, like new drugs are coming out. So like Tanner said, being able to read this primary research and like make sound clinical decisions based on like current research is very important. So, yeah. Well, even the past year, it's we've had research come out with COVID and all the vaccines and stuff. Yeah. And it's been nice to be able to like look at that and be like, are you posting that? Because that study is crap. Or yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> or like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. How they carried out that. Yeah, it works. That was that's so good to look at. I read one the other, and my wife will love this. My wife is, she's not anti-vax. Um, <laughs> that, she's not anti-vax at all. The COVID vaccine, she's a little uh, wary on. She got her first dose, didn't get the second dose. Long story. Anyway, um, <laughs> but she, we have family members that send her kind of anti-vax stuff all the time. And my wife kind of goes back and forth like, oh, I trust it. Oh, I'm going to get my second dose. Oh, I'm not because my family sent this. And I tell her all the time, like, you you need to, you need to stop saying you do research. And people out there, I, I'm sorry, but if you're saying that you're doing research and your research includes anything of the following facebook mm-hmm. instagram twitter wikipedia youtube uh news outlets those are probably the worst mm-hmm. um that that is not research and you cannot count it as research research is stuff we're talking about right now yeah but Tri- obviously if you're like on like reddit that. that's fine right reddit's cool <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reddit's good. everyone knows what they're doing on reddit anyway so Tanner's addicted to reddit don't don't listen to that <laughs> um so i told my wife i'm like i can bring up articles for you like legit study articles of the vaccine Mm -hmm. and and show you kind of how it works anyway so i was looking it up and i was reading through one i didn't read who it was by but i just read it and it was everything was pro 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 vaccine and i'm i'm i've been fully vaccinated i'm pro vaccine Mm -hmm. especially the covid vaccine but one thing that a trick that i learned from drug lit was i went and looked who published the paper or who funded the paper and guess who it was pfizer one of the companies that makes Ah. the vaccine and you're like hmm Interesting. A little bit of bias. A little bit of bias. I have a stake in that being pro. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of money if this paper goes well. Anyway, so you pick up things like that in this Mm -hmm. class. And I I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but those two classes, therapeutics and drug lit, are probably what make second year kind of so tough. Mm -hmm. I feel like all the other... How many classes we take that year? Like seven at a time, yeah. six at a time. Those are the only two classes that are year long too. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are like your core of the whole thing. All the other stuff, it's like recitation. You kind of re go over what you learn in therapeutics, and some other classes. Like, like we had other important classes. We had like pharmacokinetics yeah. and dynamics and like compounding, but they they were a little more relaxed than those two, I'd say. Yeah, yeah for sure. Anyway, so uh, I, I think what makes druglet hard was. I never felt like I was right about anything that I put. Like, they'll basically mm-hmm. say, here's an example article. Go through it. Tell me what kind of trial it was. Tell me bias and stuff. And I would try really hard, and I never felt like I would put the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for me, that's what kind of made it hard. But like we were just talking about, you do pick up some good tricks, tips mm-hmm. and tricks, and you learn how to read. Um, you didn't know how to read? I mean... <laughs> My my uh, my reading comprehension is definitely picked up over pharmacy it's, school. It's gone from a second grade level to a pharmacy level. Yeah, I'm on like the I'm on like the green dot on the side of the book. You know, nice. like in, back in elementary school. Oh yeah. Rather yeah. than like the the no dot. Um. 
yeah, so I guess we're, we're coming up short on time because Tanner has to get to a class. Unless you want to ditch. I mean, we are, we are the first couple at, minutes. I we mean, are sitting at about 40 minutes right now. So, yeah. um, Okay, kind of to, to, to surmise. Second year is hard because really that you just have no time for anything. You, that's the year where you really have to figure out how to use the calendar on your phone mm-hmm. and the, or on your laptop or a canvas. Or you, just a regular calendar. Or just, you know, old school. Yeah, write it with a Sharpie. But you, you do have to manage your time really, really well. And if you're in situations like mine where you have a family and stuff, that, like, almost doubles it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for those going into second year, to figure that out. Figure out how to manage your time super well. Um, you really need to learn how to prioritize what's important and you go down like, you know, important A, important B, C, D. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's going to be times where you're probably going to have to miss class. I don't, I can't tell you how many times I had to miss a class because I was studying for therapeutics because I didn't have enough time the day before to study because I had to do all these little dinky assignments. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, yeah, that's, that's probably my most important tip. Anyone else have any tips for those about to enter? I think um, I knew going into it it was going to be hard, but I didn't realize. I feel like every other semester I've had like a little, like dipping my toe into it before, but it's immediately. They, they don't waste time. Just be prepared. The next, the first test will be in a week. So yeah. mm-hmm. just, it, it's, 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 <laughs> you're jumping right on it, <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's doable. Yeah, I, uh, I, I similar kind of what Paige said. I, I knew it was going to be difficult just because I've heard a lot from upperclassmen. And so I was expecting, you know, a very challenging um, year. But I think I was prepared for the difficulty of the work, but I don't think I was prepared for the longevity of said difficulty. I think that was what really kind of wore me down. I was like, I knew it was hard. And I didn't, I mean, the first, you know, first few months, I was I was cruising. Like I was, I was up grinding, studying all the time, feeling good. And then just like, after like nine months, I was just like, holy cow, can this ever end? I was just like, I was not prepared to like go that hard for that long. So I think, I don't, I don't really know how you prepare for that, but just know that like, it's going to be a grind. Like you're going to have to grind it out the whole time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those, uh, those, anyone, if, if y'all are TikTokers, oh, I, yeah. I, I saw this doctor, you know, who basically TikToked his entire medical, uh, medical school career. And yeah, he said like, yep, I didn't go to clubs. I didn't go to parties. I didn't do this or that. I literally just like studied most mm-hmm. of the time. That's basically what you should expect for second year if you want to do good. True. I will say though, if you do feel like you have a break, even if it's just one day, go do something fun. Mm-hmm. Do not think about school. Yeah. You you can't you can't go that long. I I did that the first semester and most of the second semester too. And it just, it was too much. Take a break when you can. Go do something fun. Get out of your house. Do something. Yeah. I mean, just piggybacking on what everybody else said. Um, Therapeutics, I don't know if we already mentioned it, but it's... It was hard. No. Well, yes. (laughs) But uh, each semester has like 10 tests. So that really is literally like a test every week and a half. And so the biggest, the thing that stressed me out the most... Uh, I mean, like, one of the tests that I've had that stressed me out more than any other test that I've had in my entire life, uh, like I was saying earlier in the episode, um, 
uh, cardiovascular was kicking my butt, right? And there's one test that I took that just uh, wrecked me, right? Because I hadn't been keeping up on top of, of the classes. Um, like we said, you start off with like uh, a little bit of like CNS stuff and also um, renal. And I mean, it's hard stuff and you have to like pay attention to it, but I kind of got used to it and I was like, okay, this is fine. I, I thought I knew my pace. And so I kind of slowed down a little bit thinking that I was all right. But then that test hit me and it just like wrecked my score and it scared me like, oh crap, I don't know if I'm going to be able to uh, scrape by with the rest of the, the tests that I have to take. And so the next test that I had two days before it, I was just like stressing out of my mind, just thinking, crap, I, I don't know if I don't get a good grade on this one. I don't know what I'm going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so for me, what the best advice I could say is just don't let up. Even if you think you're doing all right, if you think um, you're in a groove, make sure that you don't take your foot off the pedal, you know? Mm-hmm. Just make sure that you're on top of things. If you do that, then you might find yourself with, I mean, maybe not like a whole day like Paige was saying, but you'll, you'll find moments within the day that you might have time mm-hmm. to like take a break, which you do need to do throughout these semesters. But if, if you stay on top of things, um, that way you don't find that yourself in those moments where you're just in high stress and you're just like, crap, mm-hmm. I yeah. might be done with school. Also, yeah. be prepared to adjust how you study because sure. I did not study like how I study for this class. I had to totally do a 180 and be like, okay, I can't just read my notes. I need to maybe listen to the class again. So I listened to every class twice because that's how that's how I study now. <laughs> I will say um, as hard as being a PharmD student during COVID and at home was, um, I would say that being able to have lectures recorded probably saved my grade because if it was in person, I don't know if I would have been able to to do it because like if you're in person if you don't take notes you're hosed like Mm -hmm. you better be borrowing notes from someone else because you're you're you know that's it there's no there's no going back so uh covid definitely i think helped my therapeutics grade out and that's a silver lining right yeah there you go (laughs) maybe maybe it didn't help my mental health but it helped my grade (laughs) yeah that's all that really matters at the end of the day (laughs) yeah now i I actually had one point real quick kind of on a, a little bit of a more more of a happier note, I yeah, guess. Yeah, please. Too. We're end us on yeah, a, yeah. On a well, good. It's just another. It's, it's a piece of advice, and it, it's kind of similar to what Tanner said. So he said he was stressing out, and he didn't do so good on a test, and so he got really worried. And I just would like to reassure everybody that like there is going to be a test for sure that you bomb. Like I had one that was not good at all, and after that, I was pretty sad for a day because I literally never got a test score that low in my life. And so I was kind of thinking the same thing as Tanner. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, am I going to be able to bounce back from this? I still finished the class with an A minus. So it's like, even if you bomb a test, like don't, don't let that get you down or don't think that it's the end of the world. Like there's, like Tanner said, there's 10 tests. So by the time you take all 10 of those, that one score gets lost in the muck anyway. So, so don't panic, like keep, keep grinding. Like it, like I said, it's a grind, but you just got to keep moving forward. This was, um, I think I bombed four or five tests. And And he's still, still he's still sitting here. I'll tell you this, it, if it wasn't for, this guy helped me out a lot. He's pointing actually. to me. He's pointing to me, by I'm the pointing, way. I'm pointing to Weez, Derek. Um, <laughs> he helped me out a lot. He actually, in the last like couple months, uh, we'd come up, you know, every two, two, three times a week and study for a good amount of time together and then quiz each other, usually the morning of the test, because our tests weren't 
you know, until like one in the afternoon at that time. So we had the whole morning and he would quiz me and it would, it would help me out a lot. And so, um, you need to, you need to have good social circle around you, friends and, and family members. My wife would even do that at nighttime. She'd come home and she'd be dead tired from, from work and she would still take the time to sit down and help me, you know, quiz and stuff like that. Um, and so, but yeah, to his point, I'm not patting myself on the back, but I narrowly passed second year. I almost got held back. And I'm not afraid to say that. Uh, I had a lot of crap go on uh, between 2020 and 2021 personally. And um, I, I almost didn't make it actually. And I dare say if it weren't for his help and you know my wife and other people, I might not have made it. Um, but that just goes to show that it is a grind. You do have to keep going. It's a very slippery slope to getting behind on stuff. Like I kid you not, if you, if you even a couple days, if you just take a couple days off and be like, I'm fine, I'm not gonna do, you know, I want to go do this instead of doing my homework, you will be, you will be surprised of how fast stuff can catch up on you. Oh, so, yeah. um, focus. but yeah. everyone in your class is going through it together. True. So, if if you need help, I'm sure someone is there to help you. Yeah. Like, t- like Tyler said, get a, get a good group of people that you can study with, that you can talk to about school. Like, it's really important to, like, make those connections and just have a solid, like, support group that you can talk to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unless it's Danny. Don't be friends with Danny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even here. Yeah, he's, he's not even here to defend. Taking shots at him. Not even here to defend himself. And kicking a man <laughs> while he's down. It's all right, Danny. We still love you. Well, um, we, we could probably talk about second year for quite a, quite a few more hours, but... Um, We'll leave it at we'll leave it at that. I think we've got some good advice for those going into it. Um, for those who have already been through it, you probably can you know feel the pain and bring back those sour memories. But um, overall, we're all here. We made it, and I think we're all we're going to be better pharmacists from it. You know for sure. Definitely. Um, well, we'll we'll see you guys on the next one. Uh, Hopefully it won't be a full year before our next episode. I mean, that was mostly my fault. Yeah, back to those. <laughs> no, uh, I mean we got no. the material for the next. See, one, see so. we yeah. we actually we we set it up nicely. You know, we 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 lived P two year and weren't able to even make a an hour long podcast, and so now we have now we're here talking about it after a year gap. So it's like you we, believe we, us. And yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We set up we set this episode up perfectly. Yeah, good. Well, I'm glad. Well, um, I appreciate you guys being on uh, on the show today. And uh, for those, we've got the new YouTube channel. Check us out, 23Pills on YouTube, 23Pills on all your major pat, uh, podcast platforms. Listen to us at work, in the car, while you're crying because therapeutics <laughs> is so hard, whatever you want to do. But uh, thanks, guys, for, for showing up, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Good See luck, ya. all.